I'm a zombie. I've been bitten. You're listening to the survival podcast for zombie nerds everywhere. Zombies Ate My Podcast. Hello and welcome to Zombies Ate My Podcast. I'm your host tonight, Ryan Murphy, and joining me as always is the busy zombie lord, Lou Page. How's it going, Lou? It's going. That's good. We, uh, we've got we something a, a little different. I was, I was say, we have a surprise for our listeners tonight. Yes. Uh, We're not going to talk about Fear the Walking Dead. We're going to let those build up another week or so <laughs> before we talk about them. You know what was funny? I was uh, sort of... You had mentioned... Um, when we decided to to cover something different tonight, that we had one more episode of basically to wait for Fear the Walking Dead. But because we're doing bi-weekly, uh, you were right, and I was wrong. We technically would be right up against the, se- mid- the season finale of Fear the Walking Dead if we were to catch up next week. I don't know about you, but I watched, I think, one episode before we decided to switch gears this week. Yeah, I've only, I'm, I'm only caught up by one episode. So. Yeah, so I hear something big happened uh, in the last episode or last episode or two where they, 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 you know, they swerve left. I guess shall, somebody dies. Find. I know somebody dies. Mm-hmm. That's the thing. Things that that happens in Fear the Walking Dead and The Walking Dead. Um, it seems to be the only thing. I can't read any Forbes articles about Fear the Walking Dead anymore, though, because they make me want to throw my computer or my phone across the room. Because the guy over at Forbes wants everything to be like regular Walking Dead and wants everything to be miserable and depressing all the time. Oh, really? And whenever somebody doesn't die in Fear the Walking Dead, his articles are like, people need to start dying. This show is lame. And I'm like, oh. It's really weird when we cheer for death. But, I mean, that's kind of like the Walking Dead shtick, like... People die, and it's drama, and it moves the story forward. But I've actually been liking Fear the Walking Dead, and it's sort of, you know, it's survival. And survival isn't necessarily and people being funny, picked off one by one. The funny thing is, is I did read a news article today mm-hmm. that said that their numbers are up, uh, are going up steadily as they air more episodes. Yeah. So that's a good sign. No, it's a very good sign, and I, I think it's it's good for the whole Walking Dead brand with a third series coming out next uh next year and then the walking dead prime returning in october which lou i don't know if you realize this but that's around the corner it is mid-september good friend jesus i know i love september honestly because here in well here in canada uh where i live it's it's hot in the summer but then september's like it's cool in the morning and it's just so fresh and crisp when you wake up and go outside it's lovely gotta say hey i i've been outside painting a deck it's been nice it's been gorgeous so mm-hmm. I, I can't complain well we won't complain we're going to talk about some news before we get into well should we that should, no let's not tease the surprise any further this i'm gonna i'm gonna give lou all the credit here he had mentioned he was going to see the dead don't die at a uh, drive-in and i said you know what i'm gonna try to track it down as well and sure enough i it was available as a vod so it's out there as well you can you can I think yep. you can buy uh, it or watch it or rent it. 
My, uh, Memorial Day weekend, my local drive-in do- does a triple feature for Memorial Day weekend. Mm-hmm. And they did, it was Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark, Crawl, and The Dead Don't Die. And there was only one of those movies that I enjoyed. <laughs> and let's just say it's not the one we're going to talk about tonight. Oh, really? Uh, I didn't hate this movie, but it didn't wow me. But we'll get into that in a minute. But uh, if you're listening to this and you want to watch a movie about giant alligators, go someplace else. Crawl sucks. <laughs> I was gonna ask, did you? So, crawls the alligator one. And now that you mention it, it I, I it's, recall it's it it's it's pretty much almost unwatchable. Mm-hmm. Um, or at least for someone like me who's actually been to Florida, it was obviously written. By, it's supposed to take place during a Cat Five hurricane in Florida, and obviously the person who wrote it has never actually been to Florida because. They're trapped in a basement for about two-thirds of the movie, and Florida homes don't have basements because the water level's too high. Uh-huh. So it, when you homes in Florida do have basements, you're talking about a room that's maybe 10 by 10 that people use to store things or for emergency purposes. And this thing is like a hedge maze with, like, wires in the middle of hallways and multiple rooms and... Uh, there's no way a house in Florida has a basement that size. Or mm. if they do, it's very – they're up on a hill or on a mountain or whatever. And that's – yeah, it, it, it's the dumbest movie I've ever seen. So it's the basements that is a problem, not the killer alligators. Uh, they, okay. Most alligators are about 10 feet long, mm-hmm. and they max out at about 16 feet long. There's like six alligators in this movie and they're all like 16 feet long or longer okay and literally and that wouldn't be that'd be fine if this was trying to be a cheesy movie but it's trying to be as serious as possible and it just literally made me go i don't care somebody get eaten please somebody get eaten it's funny you were complaining earlier that forbes wants people to die and you don't and then you're watching a movie where you just want people to die I won't be able to die because the movie's bad. Oh, I because see. That, that, not because... You, you weren't enjoying the characters, so you're fine with yes. them being killed off. Now, what was yes. the other one? Stories to Tell in the Dark? How's that? Yeah, uh, it's fantastic. It's okay. uh, written by Guillermo del Toro, uh, directed and produced by one of his buddies. Uh, uh, the trailer does not do it justice because I thought it was uh, a modern-day movie, and the movie takes place in 1968, which I can tie into... Uh, zombies here. So uh, during the course of the film, the teenage characters end up in a drive-in theater that is running 1968's Night of the Living Dead. Hmm. Uh, And there's a whole bunch of scenes for Night of the Living Dead in the background while they're getting chased by a a kid they've made upset through a a drive-in theater. Oh, okay. And uh, they, they, they did a lot of things like that where they it makes reference to zombies. It makes reference to um, things like Night of the Living Dead and George Romero and other things. But it does so in a way to tell you that that's what the period time period is. Cool. Well, that's really neat. And I mean, obviously, we'll talk about The Dead Don't Die after a bit of news. But I'm glad you went to the drive-in. Like, that's a late night. Like, you go to the oh, yeah. drive-in, you have to wait for dark. So It started at 7, and we got home at about 1 o'clock. Oh, okay. That's not so. You know, I miss. We t- we've talked about drive-ins before. I miss a good drive-in. 
Man, I remember going you know, as a kid I, with my parents. Hated, it was great. I hated them as a kid. I mm-hmm. didn't like them. Uh, as an adult, it's really nice because I will. We will bring our own meal and then go get popcorn afterwards if we're still hungry. Oh man! And it was like camping, but you're in your car and you got to watch movies. It was weird, yep, but cool. Yep. Yep. I remember the bathrooms being gross, though. Uh, the one we go to is an all-remodeled, freshly built new building. And all of the fit cameras are brand new, uh, uh, high-definition projectors. And everything is brand new stuff. And the screens are all brand new. Uh, the one that I go to, it was literally, it's, I think it's considered a landmark now okay. in the state of Maine. So they got some kind of funding. Oh, and wow. So it's awesome. That's really neat. I, uh... I often drive by abandoned drive-ins uh, around these parts, and it, it they look like they're they're in the zombie apocalypse. It's really... The thing that always makes me laugh is they all still leave the poles there from when the old radios used to be able to be put in put hung from the mirror. <laughs> and the reason they do that is is because they need you to know where to park your car. Yeah. So the poles are still there, so that you know how close you are to the, to where you need to be to see the movie, and yeah. you know your park. And I still think it's funny though. And you did, and you tune into the radio frequency, right? Yep. And like, I remember. Okay, so this is, I remember when I was a kid, and this might be different now. But when I was a kid, and you went to the drive-in, between movies, my dad would turn the car on to kind of like charge the battery. Is that yep. something you're still supposed to do? Obviously, yep. right? Okay. Yep. It's all coming uh, back I, to me. I I I'll I'll have to talk I, to my we parents said, about it. We had we the one we went to the other night. Uh, we went earlier in the summer, and mm-hmm. it was so hot that night. We started the car just to turn on the air conditioning. <laughs> hmm. Let the air conditioning run for twenty minutes, and then I turned the car off again. Yeah, that makes sense. Oh man, uh, I okay. Next year we're gonna go. To, I'm gonna go to a drive-in. Probably only get to see one movie, but the the one that I go to has two separate screens, so you've mm-hmm. got to tell them which one you're going to. Uh, I've now devised that if you park in the back of the parking lot, if there's one movie you're playing that the other one you don't like, you can actually uh, change radio stations and turn around and watch from the other direction. <laughs> oh, man, you've got it made. All right, well, enough nostalgia trips. Uh, we'll talk about Dead Don't Die in just a little bit, but first we got a couple of video game stories. Uh, first up, Plants vs. Zombies. Uh, what is this called? Battle for Neighborville, which was teased and or leaked a couple weeks or months ago and we talked about well, it i think yeah we talked about ago. it we talked about it last episode i think yeah and lou you were saying that you thought it looked like it would be like a Fortnite type thing and it appears to be a continuation of the garden warfare i know you and i are not the best to speak to this because we're not big fans of the garden warfare franchise I miss regular Plants vs. Zombies. Mm-hmm. Uh, this Garden Warfare stuff is not interesting to me. It was definitely something we had talked about in that we wanted we wanted a Plants vs. Zombies three as opposed to a Garden Warfare three. But yeah, um, th- just to just to get through the news, I, I think that it's uh, it's a game. It's launching. It's in early access. You can buy it for thirty dollars American under the Origin Store. There's six yeah. There are six weeks of sort of timed releases of new content. So you've got 24-player PvP starting on September 4th. Uh, that was a week ago, which is weird because this story is dated the 9th. So that's... Anyways. Uh, the 10th saw Team Vanquish, so 8-on-8. Eight eight. And then you've got some mixed PvP mode, uh, PvP events, then 4-on-4 four four arena, and so on and so forth, a bunch of stuff. Leading up to the full launch on October 18th, 
which will be the full in-game uh, store with, and premium with currency. In-game, with in-game currency. Not loot boxes, though. I read the article. They are not doing blind loot boxes, but you will have to purchase cosmetics with premium currency that can be earned in-game, but sure enough, I doubt you'll earn enough to get everything that you would like. So, uh, yeah, this is not for me. Um, this is yeah. not for me. I, if the fact that they're still making these games, they must be selling to somebody. Mm-hmm. And as much as I, I don't want to poo-poo this, if I, I've, I went to the arcade and played a Plants vs. Zombie arcade game right. that was fun, but... Again, I really want to just want regular Plants vs. Zombies. So. I think we all do, and I think EA knows that, so they're not going to give it to us because EA is really bad at doing things that make sense. They can't sense. Microtransacting, tra- hit us with microtransactions in it. So. Oof, yeah, don't say that because they did. Plants vs. Zombies 2 was... I know they did, and that one did not do well. Ripe with garbage. Yeah, well... Ugh. It's funny what you say when you say it didn't do well, but honestly, like, I think it it probably, mm, I don't want to speak up my ass here, but it might have made more money than Plants vs. Zombie 1, just from the sheer fact that some people bought into it, but it was a free download. But I don't know, I, I have no numbers to back that up, but I know, like, free to play, it's big money. I know, I know we talked about it for about two weeks, and then mm-hmm. literally all of us stopped playing it. Yeah, because we realized it was rigged. Yeah, and, and then it wasn't fun. Much, yeah, and everybody I know that started playing it was like, "Yeah, no, I didn't spend any money on it." Yeah, well, that's that's not. I don't want to talk about that anymore. <laughs> I really want to plan for Zombie Three, but um, our our biggest thing here though is mm-hmm. we've got a new Resident Evil game. Yes, we got a new Resident Evil game, Project Resistance. And I got to give Lou some credit. I watched the trailer and I'm like, ooh, this looks like a, 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 a four-player co-op game where you're you're sort of like surviving waves. And Lou's like, no, it's a it's a 1v4 asymmetric online survival horror experience set in the world of Resident Evil. And I'm like, what? No, this trailer, that's not right. Sure enough, that's exactly what it is. <laughs> <laughs> yup. I have I I had read two or three more articles about this than you had. I you know uh, what Polygon I you were saying earlier that Polygon's lost their way. Like I found I I went to on onto the Googles. I searched Project Resistance. Now this was maybe yesterday, and maybe more of this news launched today, as you were saying. But I Googled it yesterday, and it just said learn more at Tokyo Game Show, and I'm like, okay, well, when's that? Sure enough, it was like today. So uh, 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 Tokyo Game Show has been going on since like Thursday. Yeah. Well, so last Thursday. Oh, I mean, I'm, like, like it's been going on since like Monday. I mean, all yeah, week. yeah. So Japan's so, Thursday is what you're saying. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, no, yeah. So this new stuff here. So it's a one v four asymmetrical online game where you have the survivors. There are four survivors you can play as, or you can play as what's called the mastermind. Now. This isn't appearing to be like Dead by Daylight in the sense that the you're going to be playing as, oh, Mr. X or Tyrant or other big guy with giant eyeball. You know, that's not the case. Playing the Mastermind, you can throw things at uh, at your survivors in the sense that you can put zombies towards them. You can monitor them as, as they go. Yeah, for, the, the, the description I've heard is mm-hmm. the players are running around in a Resident Evil 4, Resident Evil... Uh, 
two remake style gameplay where they're trying to figure out where they got to go and get out of a, a, a confined lab. And the mastermind is viewing everything via cameras yeah. that are placed around the, the, the environment. And so when he views things in the, from his mastermind like lab, he can actually can take over Mr. X and make him chase the players for short periods of time or take over specific zombies and make sure that he jumps out and surprises and grabs somebody as they walk through a doorway um, and can do those sort of things. Uh, yeah. It sounds neat. Uh, I need to know price point before I care about this. Yeah. I mean, if it's trying to be like the other 4v1 games like Dead by Daylight and... Well, Dead by Daylight, I think, is the best example. I think this needs to yeah. be targeted at $30 or lower. Yeah. If this is if this is more than thirty dollars, it's not going to do well. Yeah, like I can give it thirty dollars American just because it's a premium license, and yeah. it doesn't. I mean, I'm sure there's room for improvement with a season pass or something, but honestly, like, I'd like to know how many maps I'm going to get, how yeah. many different characters. I'd like to know more about what's going on before I care. But this is definitely interesting. Yeah. I would love, and it, it, I am personally not a huge fan of Dead by Daylight. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not good at it. Because your heroes really are not supposed to fight back against the person chasing them, I, I like the idea that th- th- I'm going to be able to fight back against the 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 mastermind, or yeah. I can be the mastermind. I, like I like I like the idea of being able to fight back. I think I didn't like Dead by Daylight because you can't fight back. This one looks like you're very much going to be able to fight back. You've got weapons. You've got there's even screenshots. Yeah, of like guns and and uh, and batons being used, but. I would say this game feels like a mixture of like Left 4 Dead, because you're at Left 4 Dead, Dead by Daylight, and a little bit of Five Nights at Freddy's in the sense that you Did, can watch the cameras and, and sort I, of control I things. have a question for you, sir. Yes. Did you ever play Resident Evil Outbreak and Outbreak 2? I never played those because they were kind of like, they, weren't they like PlayStation 2 exclusives? They were PlayStation 2 exclusives that you needed to have your PlayStation 2 online to play. Yeah, see, I never had a PlayStation 2, and I never had any friends that owned Outbreak. But I I definitely heard of it. So, basically, just so you know, Outbreak, this reminds me very much of Outbreak. Outbreak was like a regular Resident Evil game, except you played it with like three or four other players, and Mm -hmm. you had to pick your character at the beginning of the game, and there was like six or seven characters to choose from. And so you and four other people, based on what characters you picked, Everybody had a different skill. Like there was a plumber, and so he could make improvised weapons from crap you found around the, the map. Or yeah. there was the cop who started with a gun, so you could always use them to protect you or right away. And then there was characters that couldn't fight at all, but they could fit into places the other players couldn't, so they could unlock doors and get you through the level faster. And in the meantime, the map was constantly trying to kill you, but it was like regular Resident Evil. Yeah, and was Outbreak like an MMO, or was there a was there a Resident Evil MMO, or my not an there MMO, was but no, not MMO, but it was an online. It was basically kind of like playing Call of Duty. Hmm. You, but acceptance, but no, no MMO. Hmm. Okay, but they it was Outbreak One did so well that they made a sequel, and the sequel did not sell as well. So yeah, well. I, I can't. I'm looking forward to Project Resistance. I think it looks neat. 
Uh, if it's using the same engine and setup as RE2, it's, I hope this isn't a replacement for the next logical step of doing a uh, Resident Evil 3 meme remake. Uh, that is in production. It, have uh, they... there, has been, there has been leaked information that that is in production. Yeah. And there is a, there is a team working on Resident Evil 3 Remake. Ooh, that would be good. Well, enough teasing and suggesting and all that fun stuff. Let's talk about The Dead Don't Die because I remember when we watched the trailer for this, we were really kind of, we were kind of excited because it looked funny. I was funny. super excited. Uh, I was super excited. Yeah, and it premiered, so the original opening was at the Cannes Film Festival on May 14th, 2019. Theatrically released in the United States on June 14th, 2019. And uh, you had a chance to see it at the drive-in. I had a chance to see it on VOD. Uh, so what did, what did we think about this movie? Uh, you, you sort of summed it up quite well when you pitched it to me as like, we should wa- you should watch it, you know, kind of thing. So what, what's your synopsis of this film? Uh, it's a film that kind of doesn't know what it wants to be. And it kind of tries to tackle all the things that the horror and zombie genre tries to do. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't do any of them really well. But it doesn't really do any of them really awful. Uh, my biggest gripe with the movie is its, is it's political commentary uh, sewn in together between comedic scenes with Bill Murray and Adam Driver and some of the other characters. Like, I... You, like the actors themselves are never portraying the political commentary really, mm-hmm. but all the background stuff that's going on is basically political commentary about what's going on, and it just it every time it makes some kind of co- political comment, it took me out of the movie because it doesn't really take the political commentary it's making serious, mm-hmm. but then it doesn't all it also doesn't really make a play whether or not it's it doesn't stomp its foot down it's just sort of there to be there yeah we should mention spoilers obviously not that you're spoiling it but we're gonna we're gonna spoil it because here's the thing with the political commentary as someone from the outside uh looking in in the sense that it's very much it it pokes fun at american politics in the sense that literally steve buscemi's character is uh is a, a racist uh red hat wearing uh citizen with a gun basically yeah uh he does not like uh <laughs> he's 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 a really bad person and for, for some reason he's one of those delightful racists who still seems to be like content to be around the the people he despises but it will still make racist comments whenever possible right yeah. um and that's one aspect of the political side of it. But then they basically blame the whole zombie apocalypse on climate change. No, it's fracking. So, okay. Okay, yeah. So fracking. They, they Okay, so just so you know. Mm-hmm. And I wish they had explained that that had been leaked in any kind of trailer we saw. Because my expectations for this movie would have been a little bit lower. But I was really intrigued at first because... Bill Murray and Adam Driver are riding around in their cop car and they're checking in on people and patrolling the neighborhood of this small little town. And they're commenting about how it's like nine o'clock at night, but the sun is still like midday in the sky. Yeah. I thought that and, was fun. And I was like, and I, and, and they were like, it's weird. And I was like, Oh, we're going to get some kind of thing where like the world's gone haywire or the something weird's going on or the earth fell through the black hole or some 
weird thing is going on. Like, like I, I'm okay with that. That's kind of cool. And then they go, oh, yeah, must have to do with that fracking they've been doing in the polar ice caps. And I'm like, oh, okay. So fracking being, so... Do, do you know what that is? Not, not, I'm going to guess that it's like, it's some sort of mining, right? Okay. So uh, do you heat your home with uh, oil or gas? Gas. Okay. Uh, your gas comes from somewhere and you have a gas line coming into your home, correct? Mm-hmm. All that gas comes from somewhere. Fracking is a new type of oil drilling where basically they drill down into the ground, then they put the drillers going sideways instead of straight down, and they just drill through the ground as fast as they can in any random direction and collect all the gas they can. And uh, it means that sometimes they go under other people's property. Um, they've caused leaks. Uh, sometimes it pollutes places, uh, local water. Um, it's a pretty shitty thing to do in general. Uh, but it makes the gas company lots and lots of money. Hmm. So the idea and the joke of this is that they've decided to go up to the polar ice caps and start drilling there. So they've, they've been fracking the polar ice caps. That sets, that basically tilts the earth's axis, which they use to explain, uh, the time, uh, time of day being affected. And shit goes weird from there, but there's a small hint of weirdness at the very beginning of the film where the, uh, the song, the dead don't die plays on the radio and Ronnie, who's played by Adam Driver, says to Cliff, who's played by Bill Murray, that that's the theme song. And when I heard that, I was kind of like, oh, this guy's quirky and funny, like as if The Dead Don't Die is like that song you hear all the time. And that's the theme song, right? Yeah. But he's literally saying that's the theme song of the movie. Yeah. And, and you're not sure ball. at first that that's what he's doing. And that's and what I'm getting at. Like, I was like, yeah. oh, this guy's just quirky. And he's, you know, you hear that song. Like, it's every time you turn on the radio, you turn it on at 8.05 every morning to get to work. And the same song plays again and again and again. And maybe it's not playing again and again, but you hear it, like, once or twice during the week. And you're like, oh, my gosh, what's happening? It's like the Truman I, Show in I, here. I, 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 I irked my wife a little bit because when... One of the first things that happens in the very beginning of the movie mm-hmm. is Adam Driver looks over Bill Murray and goes, "Oh, this isn't going to end well." Yeah, yeah, that too. And and then and then but that's so it, honest, right? Like it's but he says it like four or five times throughout the movie. Mm-hmm. And after he said it the second or third time, I looked at Erica and I went, "He's talking about the script." Yeah, and Erica goes, <laughs> "Are are you sure?" And I'm like, "He's talking about the script." This is going to end really badly. This is going to have a really crappy ending. And I said, and I guarantee when they get to the end of this movie, he is going to literally make a reference about, oh, yeah, time for us to die now. It's going to be a crappy ending. And lo and behold, that kind of happens towards the end of the movie. And my wife looked over at me and she's like, it's almost like you wrote this thing. There's there's some weirdness to this. Like, so Selena Gomez and um, that guy from... Well, yeah, we'll get to Tilda in a a little bit. But so Selena Gomez comes in with two of her friends, one of which is that kid from um, another Netflix series. He looks so familiar. I I couldn't tell you. I didn't recognize any of them except Selena Gomez. Is he a Sarsgaard? Nah, he would have been. No, there's no Sarsgaard in this. Yeah, I don't know. He just looks so familiar. I think he's from that um, 
Vampire Wolves. I, see, I haven't watched it. It was a long time ago. Like, Netflix's been around for so long now that, like, when you try to reference their OG original series, it's, like, really hard to remember. Anyways, it's not important. So they they come in. You think they're going to play a big role. They basically don't really have much to do. They were the characters that drove me the most crazy Mm -hmm. because they're supposed to be, like, three, like, college-age kids that are, like, just driving around so that they don't have to go home. Mm -hmm. And... They end up in the town and end up staying at the local motel and sticking around, but with no real plot. Well, they except yeah. that Adam Driver and Bill Murray tell them at some point uh, to lock the door to their hotel room that night because you know there's bad things going on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they and and they die pretty unceremoniously. Although they are, we're kind of skipping around here, but their death is sort of just like, oh, they're dead. Whoops. You know, um, yeah, and they make it through most of the movie, and then off all screen, of sudden, off off screen, and then they don't die till towards the end, like the last maybe half hour. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, of, at the of, be- yeah, like the beginning of the movie where it starts to go to shit is you see these two zombies rise from the dead, and I think that one of them is Iggy Pop. One is Iggy Pop, and the other is um, is is it Carol Kane? I'm not sure. Uh... Carol Maybe. Kane is in it, and she is a zombie. Um, she's the body that Bill Murray and Adam Driver have in the jail cell. Oh yeah, Chardonnay. Yeah, that's yeah. Carol Kane. She's the the lady from not to bring up another Netflix series, but she's the the whiny sounding lady from uh, Kimmy Schmidt. Yeah, thank you. She's um, the she's the landlady from Kimmy Schmidt. Perfect. You nailed it. Uh, <laughs> and it, it, she's also done other movies with B- Bill Murray. If you've ever seen Scrooged, she's the fairy godmother thing that comes and beats him over the head. Oh, okay. I think, uh, yeah, I think I've seen Scrooge. But they there's an attack at the diner, and in the trailer, that's the, uh, parts of the trailer take place there where all three of the cops take turns going in to look at the, the scene, and uh, they all have very different reactions. That's one of those. T- that's the time where Adam Driver comes out and says. I think it's zombies. zombies? Yeah, and Bill, and, Bill Mur- and Bill Murray's like, you're going there, huh? <laughs> <laughs> and, and you're like, sometimes you can't... The, the thing I enjoyed about the movie was the dialogue mm-hmm, mm-hmm. between Bill Murray and Adam Driver. They were kind of like the only thing keeping me watching this movie. The movie's, like, the movie's not bad. It just, the ending kind of falls off the rails a bit, and it's like, I think... I don't want to get to that point, but I won't forget to talk about, like, basically, I was live texting Lou as, as I was watching it, because uh, I was out of town, so I was in a hotel room by myself, just basically watching this film, so I was, you know, texting Lou as I was watching it, and, um, but yeah, the, 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 the way the movie progresses, where they finally figure out, like, oh, this is the zombie apocalypse, so they buy a bunch of gear, and they decide they're going to keep this this town safe, and they go on sort of a patrol but before that we're introduced to the the newcomer to town which is tilda swinton she's like this weird scottish samurai that that, that she's i'm pretty sure that she's doing her real voice yeah yeah not the fake voices she does for everything else and she's like a weird long-haired samurai chick but she's also the town mortician and she's originally there to pick up a body but she goes i can't take it because the morgue's already full yeah. And then they do a scene where she's like doing makeup on a couple of people in the morgue <laughs> and the makeup is really bad. It's and very then she wake bad. Up, 
they, they wake up and then she realizes she has to kill them and she basically pulls out her samurai sword and takes care of them. And then later on in the movie, she shows up at Bill Murray's thing and they're like held up in the police station. And he's like, we got to go out there and see if there's any more people. Yeah. Because that's what we got to do. We got to rescue more people. And Tilda Swinton says to him, well, I'll meet you in the cemetery. And he goes, like, why are we? Why would we go to the cemetery? That seems like a bad idea. And Adam Driver looks over and goes, "Well, that's where the script's going to send us." <laughs> and you're like, "You're like, okay." Yeah, he keeps referencing the script, and I think there's a point where it kind of comes to a head where at the end of the movie. Yeah, near the end of the film, he says something like, "This is gonna this is this is gonna end badly." And Bill Murray's just Bill Murray's character. Bill Murray like, what are you goes, talking about? Bill, Bill, Bill Murray goes, "You keep saying that. Why have you keep saying that?" He goes, "Well, I read the script, Bill." And, then, and, and he literally breaks breaks character. And instead of calling him Bill Murray by uh, Cliff, he goes, Bill. And you're like, okay. I don't know if this was planned or if this was improvised, but this is kind of funny. It, it was and, funny. And the way Bill, the way Cliff reacts is just like, well, I've known Jim for a long time. I've done a lot of stuff for that asshole. Why didn't he let me read the script? <laughs> he only let me read my lines. <laughs> and... Uh, I mean, I and Tilda Swinton. So the the scene where she's doing the makeup uh, on the bodies, you're like, wow, she's a really bad mortician. That's going to yeah. make sense in a little bit. But the way those eyes kept opening up and her reaction, I thought that was hilarious. That was oh, probably well, my I, favorite moment of the film. Like I said, like I said, it has its moments yeah. where you're like, you're like, oh, this is really good. Like they're driving along, and uh, Adam Driver takes out a zombie with a baseball bat, and he goes, and Bill Murray goes didn't you play amateur ball? And he goes, yeah, I was in a triple A league for a while. <laughs> and you're like, and you're like, this, their banter is really funny. And I was like, I just wanted this to be a better movie. Yeah. Like, like if you had told, if you had given this same idea to someone like, um, what's his name that did twin peaks? Uh, David Fincher. Da uh, not David Fincher. No, uh, David, um, uh, it's not Duchovny. Nope. I know, I know the guy you're trying to. It's not David Fincher, eh? It's um. No, Fincher's David. Uh, David Yates. No, uh, you're gonna get it. You're gonna Google I'm it. I'm getting it right now. I'm looking it up. So give me a second. I'm trying to think of another David. David Lynch. David Lynch. There it is. If this had been written by or had something, David Lynch had had something to do with it. Mm -hmm. I think it would have been a better film. Well, it's got some stellar cast. Like we didn't even mention it, Danny it, Glover. It, it, Danny Glover's in it. He's not in it for very long. No. Um, Steve Buscemi's in it. Steve Buscemi's not in it very long. Uh, the movie's primary characters are Bill Murray and Adam Driver. There's also a third subplot that er really kind of drove me nuts. Mm -hmm. And there's three kids in basically like a juvie prison on the edge of town. Yeah, what was that? And uh, again... Everything I interpreted from that was it was political commentary. To what? Okay, I didn't gather. I didn't pick that up. So what? What? Like? I think it had something to do with the American prison system. Hmm. I mean, I've been watching a lot of Orange is the New Black the last season, just kind of trying to finish it up, and uh, maybe that's why I didn't really think it was because that last season is literally a commentary on the american prison system and the american yeah. border system but yeah. so but maybe it, that subplot didn't really hit me because i was like 
And the subplot with them doesn't go anywhere. Like, I didn't even understand why it was there. Because those kids basically end up trapped inside the prison because people start turning into zombies. And the guards that were protecting them and were kind of dickheads to them end up becoming zombies too. The kids escape. Uh And then about 60 seconds after they escape, we see them as zombies as Bill Murray and Adam Driver walk past them. I think everybody except for... Tom what? Waits. Is that who that is? Her- Tom Waits. Her- that's Tom Waits. It's Hermit Bob. I thought there that is a guy. Was, uh, I thought for a long time that was Nick Nolte. No, it <laughs> okay. is Tom Waits. Um, and Tom Waits is friends with the director Jim Jarmusch. Sure. Uh, Jim did all of Tom Waits' uh, music videos for years. Oh, I didn't. So, I thought Tim Waits. Tom. And- he looked like an actor. I knew. Uh, Tom Waits is an actor, and Tom Waits is also an American musician. Okay. Would I know anything of his? No. Okay. He is a very indie artist. Tom Waits. You would. I, I could. I, I know he's an. I know him from as as actor primarily. Okay. Oh, that's but probably he, why I know him. Ballad of Ballad of Buster Keaton. He was in that. Yep. Okay. He's he he's almost as big an actor now as he is a musician. Um, but. There is a subplot, a sub story about a guy that's a hermit on the edge of town, and at the end of the movie, he's kind of watching everything unfold. From yeah, a what distance. a dick! And he watches Bill Murray and 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 Adam Driver die, and then makes some kind of commentary like, "Yep, world's a bad place." World's a bad place, and I'm like, really? Yeah, I didn't like that at all, especially since Bill Murray gave but, him a pass the at the thing, beginning. The thing irked me too mm-hmm. is Steve Buscemi's character is the one that reported that Tom Waits' character is st- stealing chickens at the beginning of the movie Yeah, and Tom Waits tells you he's not stealing the chickens and then <laughs> later on in the movie he is eating the chicken. Yeah well he's stealing and, the chicken He was stealing the chicken but he makes a comment like now that I'm being accused of stealing the chicken I'm stealing the chicken yeah, and and I was like, you know, like the world's a terrible it, place, man. It, it, I was just like, this is kind of dumb. Okay, wait, wait, wait. Okay, so we have to talk about this now. We've been we've been holding for so long. So while I'm watching the movie, I text you and I say, Tilda Swinton. Tilda Swinton has she ever played an alien? Because my God, she looks like an alien. She talks like okay. an alien. Okay, I was assuming you had already seen the end of the movie when you texted me I that. didn't. I did not. Okay. And then, like, 15 <laughs> minutes later, I just see her get beamed up by a UFO, and I'm like, what the actual hell? And I just okay. send you the emoticon of an alien. I, I think that this is borrowed a borrowed idea from uh, a stand-up comedian, maybe? Okay. Because I remember hearing somebody talking about actors and Hollywood and this, that, and the other thing, and it was either in a film or um, another film or a stand-up comedian made a joke about how Tilda Swinton can play anything. I don't think she's from this planet. She's an alien. Uh-huh. And I've heard that mentioned before. I like, think it's a Seth Rogen movie because I remember yeah. him making like it might have even been the world. The world is ending or the world has ended. Or... I've heard that like three or four times. I've heard it before in multiple things. And then at the end of the movie, she gets beamed up by aliens so she doesn't have to fight the zombies. Yeah. And th- I think they make a comment like, oh, there goes Tilda. And you're like, 
Okay, so they they dropped character name. They dropped character name again, and now they're talking to him about her as Tilda. Oh, okay, this is weird. It was in near the end. It, like I said, it if it it, it kind of goes off the rails, and the UFO bit is just. I thought like, oh, are the aliens being caused? Or sorry, are the zombies being caused by aliens? No, just Tilda Swinton's character was an alien, or Tilda was an alien, or whatever, and she just yep. was leaving set or leaving whatever. And oh, yeah. no one and, seems and, to I'm, care. They're just like, well, that's not. Was that in the script? No, it wasn't. <laughs> so implying maybe oh, yeah. she is an alien. I don't know. There's also another subplot with a guy that runs a gas station that has sure. collectibles, and the delivery guy is is the RZA, and the RZA brings him stuff. I don't know why he's in this movie. This subplot goes absolutely nowhere. Uh, this movie is literally just a bunch of subplots that don't go anywhere, tied together by Bill Murray and, and Adam Driver talking to each other in a car. Yeah. And, I mean, that's where I'm thinking the end of it kind of falls off the rails, because everybody dies. Um, even yep. the people you kind of don't see on screen die and some people die because they're being stupid some people die because just you have no idea why um danny glover and somebody else end up trying to stay i thought they were going to make it they're like trying to get out of there and then they don't even show you them die on camera you just see them as zombies wandering around no like that was my biggest gripe with this movie is it lines up these things so you think that your hero is about to get away and then it cuts to one of the other anecdotes like Bill Murray or Tilda Swinton and then when it cuts back the person died off camera the only people who survive until the end of the film is Tom Waits and Tilda Swinton yeah they're the only two alive at the end of the movie so and like it's pretty gruesome like the movie doesn't it doesn't pull punches in the insinuated violence because a lot of it happens off screen. There's not a lot of grotesque violence. There's a couple of like zombies biting and eating people, but there's nothing. And even then, compared to Walking Dead, it's pretty mild. It's mild, yeah, but it's it's all right. Like the overall, I thought the movie was good, but near the end, it kind of just it embraced the chaos and just fell off the rails. But you're right, some of those sub subplots. You thought they were going somewhere, but no, it literally culminates in everyone dying. Yeah, like, I was expecting them to all end up at the cemetery together, trying to stay alive. And really, the only two people that end up at the cemetery are Bill Murray and Adam Driver. And then Tilda Swinton's already there, and then she gets magically beamed up. And (laughs) then there's this weird subplot with the other cop, played by Chloe Sevigny. And she's usually known for playing, like, tough chicks and, like, people that kick ass and she spends kind of the whole movie like complaining about oh no no, no. no." and then like she sees her grandma and she's like i can't kill grandma and then she gets out of the car to get eaten by grandma and you're like okay yeah that was really not great again like the movie just falls apart at the end and i think it starts with her leaving the car knowing full well she's about to be eaten and it's not like she is sacrificing herself so that Cliff and, you know, Ronnie can get away. No, like, she's literally just killing herself. And that, yep. to me, didn't feel at all right at all. And and that's where the movie starts to go downhill right after that scene because it just... Everything else seemed somewhat believable in the world they were setting setting up. But then as, so, as soon as Chloe's character killed herself, as, as it just soon it, as, it all fell apart. As soon as they make... As Bill Murray and uh, Adam Driver leave the police station with her and 
they tell Tilda Swinton they're going to go on a patrol. Mm-hmm. There's about another two or three minutes of stuff that kind of makes sense where they're driving along and Adam Driver's taking out zombies while they're driving along with his baseball bat or whatever. And you're like, okay, all right. And then all of a sudden, as soon as they realize they got to go to the cemetery, it's like the movie took a left turn. Like it knew that it needed to end soon. So let's just go there so everybody can die. Yeah, it felt like they didn't have an ending. They just yeah. they just wanted everyone to die so they could wrap it up. And yeah. I mean, whatever. It, it, the movie's worth seeing in the sense that there's some funny moments between Adam Driver and Bill Murray, but... It's the kind of movie that I'd say if it showed up on Netflix or Amazon Prime yes. or some streaming service, uh, do yourself a favor and watch it, mm-hmm. but I wouldn't pay money for this. Yeah, I agree. I, think I, it's felt, a good I felt bad that you paid for it to watch it on video on demand. Yeah, well, I wanted to see it, and it looked interesting. Like, I think... I, I, don't, I, I don't hate it. Uh, I will say this. The one gag that gets really fucking old, <laughs> pardon my language, is... There is the song, The Dead Don't Die. Yeah, that, that I... And, uh, and, and the gag was funny because they play it in the beginning. And then later on, it comes on in every... Almost every character has a scene where the song plays. Uh-huh. And it happens about six times. Yeah. And after about the third time, you're like, if they do this joke one more time, mm-hmm. I'm going to scream. And, <laughs> and they then, do. <laughs> and they do. And, and then Lou screamed. And I, yeah, I, I literally, I, that was the thing that kind of took me out of the thing was I got the joke in the beginning. Ha ah, that's funny. And then when it played later on, when another character was like tuning the radio, that was fine too. I was mm-hmm. like, oh, okay. And then like, it happens again. Well, what about when Selena again. Gomez literally buys the CD and she's yeah. like, I love this song. And I'm like, uh, what really? I was like, no. Oh, well, I, I think you're right. Like, I think if it were to come on streaming, it's worth checking out. If you're really interested, renting it is also... I'd say it's a, it's a good rental. Redbox it for a dollar, but I wouldn't pay more than that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. Uh, I think it'll be streaming before you know it. Like, this thing will be on Shudder or I, Netflix I think I think this is going to be on Netflix in less than six months. Yeah. Well, I'm glad we watched it for this show. It was nice to take a break from The Walking Dead, but uh, we'll certainly return with, well, The Walking Dead in the near future uh lou and i will confer on what uh what we want to do um aka watching the rest of fear the walking dead because walking dead starts first weekend of october i believe so, is it really yeah well it's uh, wow. it's around the corner uh but yeah i think that's gonna do it lou for this episode uh you can visit us on the web zombies we want to thank our lovely patrons at patreon.com slash zombies ate my podcast. You can talk with all the, the Zamp listeners over on our Discord, bit.ly slash Zamp Discord. You can also email us, follow us on Twitter, like us on Facebook. Like I said, you can find those links on our website. Uh, you can find myself on Twitter at R. Murphy and Lou at Busy Zombie Lord. And don't forget to check out Joel Duggan over at joelduggan.com. You've been staring at his art for these last several years on our lovely podcast but uh thank you so much for listening lou send us out with some wisdom you gotta make it a full swing with the baseball bat if you want to kill a zombie it's true they had to hit him a couple times (laughs) 